Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello there, welcome back to the West London Sport QPR podcast where we'll look back on the excellent 2-0 victory at Preston last Friday and head to Saturday's home fixture of High Flying Hull. Uh, although the win at Deepdale was not enough to take Rangers out of the bottom three, it was the first time the team have won back-to-back matches since October 2022. Uh, the eight points accrued in five games under Marty Sefuentes is as many as was picked up in the opening 14 games of the season but it was the manner of the performance which impressed on a freezing night in Lancashire. I'm joined as ever by former Rangers skipper Kevin Gallon. Kev, what has happened to this team? <laughs> well, it's, it's, I'd say there's a, a numerous factors. Um, one, uh, keeping possession a lot better. Two, uh, having your best players on the pitch which I always believe if you want to be successful, you have to have your best players on the pitch as often as often as you can. Three, they seem to tighten up at the back. And I, I do believe that's because, and I said this before a few months ago, where if you haven't got possession and, you, um, and you're always defending, eventually there will come a time when you feel a little bit tired and chasing the ball around, gaps will open. But... You know, Ray Wilkins used to say to us when we, when I was a player, the ball never gets tired. Move the ball quicker. Move the ball one and two touch. Move it. Move the ball. And we seem to be doing that. And Friday was, a, you know, an excellent result. And especially coming um, after the great result on Tuesday against Stoke, where this was a tough game because, one, it was a Friday. Friday night it was freezing. And you've got to show a lot of character to go up to Preston and get a 2-0 win because it's a tough place to go. And considering, um, you know, the highs of the Tuesday, you can also, you can sometimes be so high that, you know, you dip down, but they've gone high and they've gone never high again. So, you know, a fantastic result. Um, Second half performance was as good as 
I've seen from QPR for a long time, and it was well deserved. Yeah, it's um, interesting because there is that old adage about when you win a game, it's difficult to change a winning team. But you know, not only did he change a winning team, he left out Elias Chair, um, left out Steve Cook, and um, you know, two two key players in that win against Stoke. But weirdly, he's, he's kind of they look. You'd have said QPR a month ago had nothing on the bench, but he's almost, by using the same players, made the use of the bench effective. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and I know what you're saying. It was it was a surprise. I thought he would have played Willock and Chair together, but um, he's, you know, sometimes, um, I mean, was I don't know if the plan was to bring Elise Chair on in the second half, but did Colbert get a knock? And that was sort of forced his hand. And I think a little from what he said was because he brought chair on about fifty six minutes against Stoke. Willock, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, he put Willock on against Stoke in the about sort of early in the second half, and I think he wanted to do the same with chair, but I think his hand was forced by Colbert picking up a a knock in the first half. But it it kind of does make sense, doesn't it? You know, the other team sort of tiring a little bit, and then throw on fresh legs. Early in well, the second half, to kind of catch things on the hop. It's the, it's, the, it's the old sort of, and it's nothing new, but you know, you go away from home, and and you know, I'm sure everyone's been told this in any sort of um, level of football is if, if, if you're going away from home, the first thing you do is keep the you, you keep it tight at the back, you keep their crowd quiet, let them get a bit frustrated. They've had a couple of poor results. Let the crowd sort of get on their back. And we did that. I don't think we played very well first half, but we contained uh, Preston. They didn't really have any chances. It actually was a, a very, at the first half, a very boring game. But then if that was the tactic, then to come out in the second half and dominate possession and win 2-0, then the game plan has actually worked to an absolute perfection. So, uh, you know, I've been playing, when I played football, it was always the case of keep it tight at the back. Don't let them score early. Get the crowd frustrated. Teams do that everywhere. The teams will come to QPR. You know, Saturday they'll come to QPR and we'll keep it tight at the back. Don't no risk football. Keep it tight. Hopefully the crowd will get back. Will get on their backs. And it's, it's it was perfectly planned on Friday by um, by QPR and the players and the management. Yeah, I mean it was certainly. I probably go back to that time under under Mick Beale when they beat Millwall and Bristol City away. It was sort of on that level of performance. Just the efficiency of it in the second half. I mean, it really could have been three or four. Yeah, I mean, you're right. With the Millwall game last season was was very similar to that, where the first half wasn't really much happening, kept it tight, and then second half sort of, you know, dominated the game. And it was a very similar uh, type uh, performance from QPR, and and that's sort of the ideal performances away from home that you you have to do. Home 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 wise, really, you got to go out and try and dominate the game from the off and put the the other team under pressure. That's that's sort of the you know what really sort of happens in in, in tactically in, in the minds of managers is you know go for it first 10, 15 minutes, you know, and see how we go on the away from home, keep it tight first 15, 20 minutes, frustrate everyone. Now when a when a new manager comes in, I mean it never seems to happen at QBR where there's a managerial bounce. This is the first time I can probably probably since Neil Warnock came in, they won, you know. You know, he got him out of trouble, and there hasn't 
been that much of an effect when the club's changed managers mid-season. But, I mean, I, I guess as a, as a player, a new manager comes in, everyone tries to impress him, but the novelty wears off very quickly, doesn't it? And then you sort of need the proof has to be in the pudding. And I think, do you think that, you know, dropping chair to the bench was kind of it was a surprise move, really? And by all accounts, chair wasn't impressed to be dropped. But do you think the fact that the end product resulted in a 2-0 win, him dominating the game when he did come on. Do you think players will look back and think, OK, this this fellow knows what you're talking about. You sort of buy into it more? Oh, yeah. I mean, Chair would have, uh, as you said, would probably be with him. For it's been interesting to see if the manager told him before the game. Uh, I'm sure he did because good managers, you know, pull your best players and say, look, probably told him, look, I'm going to not drop you. You're not going to play, but you're going to come on for the last half an hour, 40 minutes, and I want you to make a really big impact. And that's what happened. And then and then when you do come on and you're, you're, you're man of the match and uh, you get two assists, you come off thinking, hold on, you come off on a high and you're thinking, hold on a minute, that little 40-minute cameo where I can put 90 minutes into 40 minutes and really go for it in that 40 minutes, that ain't like a bad thing. The odd time. You know, in general, he will want to be starting in matches every every game. There's no doubt about that. But the odd time, you know, you come on a lot a lot fresher than the other players who have been on the pitch. And let's get no the pitch wasn't great either on the Friday. It looked a bit icy to me. It was obviously freezing, so it was tough conditions. And uh, you know, to sit on the bench, you know, and freezing, you got to run, when you do come on, you got to run around and get warm. And that's what he did. Yeah, historically, that's. Got all the all the ingredients for a QPR rolling over and getting beaten two 0 isn't it? You know, Friday 100%. night on Sky, freezing cold, <laughs> up north. That's why I was a little bit concerned because of the highs of, um, you know, of that fantastic um, last fifteen minute performance against Stoke and everyone buzzing, and then you got to go up to Preston and that's cold. And that's why last week we sort of said I'll take a one-one draw. I'd be happy, mm. but I'm better, obviously, and got that three points. But yeah, it was um, an excellent, you know, team performance. And let's let's be fair, we and defended very well. It's not just the attacking players. We got a, a zero clean sheet mm. goalkeeper in the back four, and you know the defensive midfielders. Pretty much everyone worked hard to to keep that clean sheet. And that's that's the most important thing is. You know, you've got to keep clean sheets if you want to win matches. Obviously, obvious thing to say. And we haven't really kept many clean sheets this year, have we? Um, maybe third, one or two. Third. So, was it Middlesbrough away? Did we keep a clean sheet? Four then, yeah. Because uh, 0-0 at Bristol, 0-0 Bristol City. Um, um, and the 2-0 win at um, Borough, as you say. 0-0 draw at Birmingham. So... Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, what's, what's really um, sort of impressive is that we've literally stopped conceding shed load of goals in the last five or six matches where we were conceding all the time. And that's because we're keeping the ball a little bit more and we've got possession. Can't score if you've got... The other team can't score if you've got possessions. It's, sim it's simple. Yeah. I, I think as well it's... Um... I mean, I thought Jake Clark's also was outstanding against Preston. And he was really good when he came on against Stoke. I mean, it's just a case for him. You've just got to keep him fit, haven't you? Because It's interesting. You know, it's a bit 
interesting to see how they manage him fitness wise because when he does play, he looks a really good defender. It's just we haven't seen enough of him on the pitch. It'd be interesting to see where does he train as much as the rest of the lads were, or do they, mm. you know, with some some people, you know, have to maybe instead of having a one day recovery from him, actually, he might have to have a two day recovery of, you know, on the bikes or a little jog and stretch. Do you know what I mean? So some mm. some players are different. So they have to manage him a little bit differently to the others because unfortunately he's he's broke down so many times. Not just at QPR, but in, in in his career, so he has to be managed a little bit differently, and it'd be interesting to see if he can um, stay injury free for a while. Because you know he's an asset, but also when you have a back four, it's always good to have a left a left side mm. centre off left foot. It gives good balance to the team. But he's got good pace. He's got good pedigree. You just need to see him on the pitch as often as possible, and then he's a real asset to the team. Yeah, I think there's. Um, I mean, Rick Rick O'Henry plays for Brentford. He's currently injured at the moment, but I know when he signed from Walsall, they just couldn't get him on the pitch. He just couldn't be fit. He was in and out, and then and he just have a run of games, and he's become this, you know, such an outstanding left back for Brentford. And you know, I think Clark Sorter could be the same with QB. He just needs to play. He, I don't think he's played more than four games in a row. Well, the thing with Clark Sorter, he's not going to have. Um... He's got a slim physique. He's not going to put on weight by not training. Mm. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I mean? Some players have to train all the time to keep trim and keep fit. Where he doesn't, he seems to be uh, naturally uh, a slim, athletic um, physique. So, look, you, the way to get match fitness is by playing matches. It's, it's obvious, mm. but it really is. So, you've got to take care. I mean, the great Paul McGrath hardly trained, but when you got him on the pitch... Aston Villa or Ireland, he was the best player on the yeah. pitch, and uh, he looked as fit as anyone. So they just got to uh, look after him a little bit differently, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I admire the way he's kind of utilising the bench as well. Um, so Fuentes, you know, like Larkesh was again never got a looking under Ainsworth, and you know was hung out to try a little bit playing at right back, a very left-footed player playing at right back on his, on his, on his debut. In the championship, and you know he's come off the bench twice and made made an impact coming off the bench against Stoke, and then you know he played a key role in that in that um, second goal scored by Chris Willock. Again, it's just utilizing what you have without sort of moaning about I need this guy, I need that guy. You know, all managers say I want to look at everyone, but they never mean it. They just sort of go, I've got a preconceived ideas about you know what he can do, what he can't do. But I think it's really impressive what he's doing with so-called lesser players in the squad? Well, he's given them a chance for stars, bringing them on in the important times of the match. Um, and you're right. Is it Larkesh? Have I got his yeah. name right? Um, his contribution in the last two games has been excellent. You know, he set up that third goal, which really was the winning goal against Stoke by just being hungrier than the right back to get the ball and out-battling and out-fighting him. And then you've got... Um, he's, he, he had a part in the in the goal for Willock, and you know that will breed confidence for him and make him more confident. And he'll be like thinking, "Well, I've got a chance to get him on the pitch now every every game at some stage." And when you've sort of been out of it, and then you get in it and you're and you're playing, you want more of it. And the only way you get more of it is by impressing them. And there's no doubt in the last two games he's impressed. Have you seen anything? I thought Dykes actually he didn't score, but I thought 
he played the centre forwards role very well against Preston. Have you seen him doing anything differently in the last few games? Just in terms of sort of linking play, and he, I thought he's off the ball. That was probably one of his best games for QPR. Yeah, I mean Dykes is. You know, you're going to get 100 percent off Dyke, Lyndon Dykes. He can win a flick on, but you know, under under Gareth, he was sort of playing right wing where. We were hitting diagonals for him to flick on and just number nine, centre forward. Let him stay up there and hopefully he can contain the two centre halves. And then that gives a little bit more space for the for Willock, Ilias Chair, for Paul Smith to, you know, run off him, get chances to score. But, you know, he would have been a lot more confident, obviously for the two goals he scored against Stoke. And he's probably gone into that game against Preston. You know, wanting to add to that tally, he didn't. But he contributed to a 2-0 win, great team performance. Mm. You know, well, me in particular, I've been kind of crying out for Willock has to play, Willock has to play. And now he is playing, he's scoring goals. It kind of... It sort of begs yeah. the question, <laughs> why, why on earth, why on earth why, wasn't he playing? Yeah, I know, and it's like we we both were. Uh, you, you were very vocal on it, and you know I was a more of yeah, I agree. But yes, produce when he's on the pitch as well. Um, he's on the pitch. He's producing. He played really well. He looks to get fitter. Looks like he's got a smile on his face. And like I said, he's got six months, seven six seven months of his contract left. You know, he's he's he's, he's got he's got to start playing for his future whether it's at QPR or somewhere else. So it's a good thing for the team right now because he has to impress to get us out of danger because we're still in the bottom three. I mean, that's the facts. I mean, we can't, I know it, we're, we're a lot, we're feeling a lot better because of the last two performances and but we're still in the bottom three and we need to get out and we still need to carry on. We need still need wins to get out because it's going to be, a, it's still going to be tough. Mm -hmm. The other teams are going to have a go as well. It's not just QPR. Other teams might change their manager, which some of them have. So, still going to be tough. Um, I do believe we're in a much, we're obviously in a much better position than we were a month ago, where I thought we were definitely getting relegated. Now, I think we've got a real good chance of getting out of it. If I put money on it, I would say we would. And, you know, back to it, we need Willock firing. We need Cher firing. We need Lyndon Dykes firing. Lyndon Dykes has got the Euros in, in the summer. He needs to be scoring goals to he'll probably be in the squad, but he probably wants to play for Scotland start starter. So we need those three firing and they've got really good incentives, not only to keep QPR up for themselves, but they have incentives for themselves. Yeah. And so looking ahead to Saturday, Hull City at home, he's uh he's done a really good job there, uh Liam Rosinia. He came in. The whole last season when they were sort of struggling at the bottom end, and um, I did the game up there last season when Rangers were they hammered Rangers 3 0 and speaks very well, very impressive. And you know, they're up in the top six, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a difficult game, isn't it? Very difficult. I think you know, I think a lot of the teams are very, very similar in the championship. I, I think there's two or three sort of really good teams, Leicester, um. You know, Southampton have got a really good squad. Leeds, you know, the three teams, they're the three teams that got relegated where they have sold but reinvested with some real good players. 
you know, I think they're the top three. And Ipswich have done ever so well, as in, you know, getting promoted. But the momentum, they've done really... I don't. I didn't think they'd do as well as they, they are. I do think they'll drop off in the end, but fair play to them. And then I think the rest... The rest of the the rest of the championship very similar, and if you can mm. get confident, get a run, and keep your best players fit, then you've got a chance of achieving something. And uh, Hull will be thinking that. Uh, but you know, if QPR play like they have been playing, you know, I think we'll get a result of some sort. I, I wouldn't be looking at Hull and thinking, oh, they're much better or or that. I think you know we can go into this game with confidence and and try and get another win at home. But it will be yeah. tough. The tough, they've got some good players. We've got some good players. It's who performs on the day, tactically. Um, you know which way. You know are they going to do what QPR did against Preston and you know defend resolutely in the first half and then have a go second half? Are QPR going to go right at them from the start? Or are they going to sit back like they did a little bit against Stoke, where I thought you know the first half Stoke actually impressed me and they haven't been doing too well, but. You know, I thought Stoke were very good in the first half and up until the man got sent off, I thought they were, were a good team. So, you know, be, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, they, they, they score plenty of goals, Hull. They've got the lad they signed from Aston Villa, um, Jaden Philogene, who's, who's a really good player on the wing. Aaron Connolly's on loan from Brighton. And because he's been a sort of coach at academy level, Rosini, he knows a lot of young players that clubs and they've got good contacts and they've used that, that market very well it's um uh the laps on there i think i think he's on loan there as well from man city he's a big good yeah good player big target man up front it's, it's going to be a really tough game uh, um but i mean you know sort of confidence and feel good factor playing at home i think there'll be a decent crowd there um yeah what, what, are, what are your thoughts uh prediction wise prediction wise I will go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go confident. I'm going to go two-one QPR. Things to be a really tight, tight game. Um, hopefully, the hoodoo of not scoring any goals at the loft is gone. Um, I'd be, you know, I'd be happy with nil-nil at half-time and then kicking down into the loft to, to win the game. I really would. I always preferred that when I played. Um, yeah, it's going to be tight. All games, the championship, they're all tough games. There's no, everyone's sort of as much as a match, except for those mm. top three, I think. And um, whoever imposes and plays well on the day, works hard, harder than the other team and takes their chances. That's always a big thing is taking your chances when they come. Um, you know, QPR will be going into this game very confident after those two victories. They've had, they'll have eight days off. They should be fresh. And raring to go, and then, and so will the crowd be. I mean, the crowd yeah. have been magnificent uh, at home as well. So, you know, always good atmosphere, and they'll, you know, it makes a big difference when the crowd is like not on edge as like it has been. You know, where you're sort of expecting, you know, oh, here we, when you could see the goal, it's like, here we go, it's going to happen again. Where mm -hmm. now we won that game, last two games, they'll be more optimistic, and and that can breed onto the pitch, and you can feel that. When you're on the pitch, especially if you're in a run where you're losing, and it's like a case of even the players will be like, you, you can see the goal, it's like, oh, here we go again. Mm. It's happening again. So, yeah, I think 2 1 QPR. 
Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, hopefully, because I mean, even you know, two wins in a row is great, but there's there's no still no room for error at the moment. You've got, <clears throat> you know, big games coming up. It's a big week for Rangers. You've got um, you know, home game against Hull on, on Saturday, then Plymouth on Wednesday, and then away to Sheffield Wednesday. You know, two of those three clubs are in and around where you are. It, it's it, it's a big week. I mean, two defeats this week. You, you're kind of back to square one a little bit. Um, so yeah, but I, I do think you know I agree with you on the on the confidence, the crowd. I mean, that was a massive win that Stoke game. It really was. Just it felt like it lifted a whole weight off everyone at the club. I mean, they had to win at home at some stage, but I think to do it in that dramatic fashion, I think. It doesn't matter how you win, but if, if you to do it that way, I think you know the real there was a real kind of euphoric feeling around the place. Which for you know for a bog standard championship game on a Tuesday night, it, 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 you know you don't get that very often. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a draw. I think. I think. I think Hull are decent. I think it would be. I think it'd be a good draw. I think it'd be a good point. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go for a draw. I think. I mean, it's a no-lose game, really. Just don't lose. I think we're at that stage now. Um, yeah, I mean, you've just got to keep picking up points uh, every game. Obviously, not you know, staying one point, there's no room for error. We do need wins because of where we are. But mm. you're right when you say um, a no-lose. Yeah, definitely not a, a loss at home after doing so well would be sort of a backward step. And then, you know, we've got the January transfer window coming up. I'm sure that we're doing something... Yeah. Guarding yeah, yeah. or to help out as well, and be interesting. That's a that's an interesting January for QPR to see what they're going to do regarding signings, uh, permanents or loans, or someone leaving, finance people coming in. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I can, I can. I don't see them spending any money as such in January. I think it will be loans. Um, I mean, they haven't used the loan market at all in this season, which. You know, it seems a bit unfathomable, really. It just, particularly in the championship, every club in the championship is kind of picking loans up from from other clubs, so they've got that open to them still. But I mean, I think what's encouraging is that everyone's fit at the moment. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about injuries. Feels like for eight or nine months, he's back. When's he back? Everyone is available, <clears throat> and you know, there's yeah. I mean, uh, as I say, just don't lose the game. Don't lose the game. And keep the feel good factor going. Um, and just a word I meant to say this earlier on, actually, but just a word on the style of football. It, I think it's really suiting the goalkeeper. I mean, earlier in the season, you know, his kicking was often a liability, he was making mistakes that some of his experience shouldn't make. But since Frances has come in, I'm gonna put the kiss of death on him now, but he's looked a lot more solid. Do you think that? Well, I don't think he's a good kicker, to be honest. Yeah, he's not. He's got the power anymore to really kick it long. And there was a few times where we were kicking it. He was kicking it off the pitch. And he's like, what are mm. you doing? Like, into the paddock. I think it was at Sunderland at home. He was kicking it into the paddock all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he had a bird in there, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was an Ian Dowie special when we were playing. Um, if you, you used to do shooting at... Uh, Shooting that training, and you kick, and you kicked it over the bar. I used to go, "Have you got a bird over there, Kev?" <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, um, 
yeah, I think it suits him uh, passing it short, to be honest. I don't think he's got the power anymore to really kick it long. So, good stuff. Well, well, thank you very much, Kev. And uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, like, subscribe, find us on Spotify, YouTube, and all the various places you find your, uh, your podcast. And we'll see you again next week. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.